The shiny silver blade casts a bright reflection in my direction. Its surface is polished, smooth. The handle is free of blemishes, still with a luster finish, very few fingerprints to smudge its surface. It's in perfect condition, just waiting to fulfill its purpose. It hangs on the wall, supported by two nails driven into the sheetrock, anchored into studs, directly in my line of sight, where I can look at it every day, reminding me of what is to come. I told you to stop looking at that damn thing all day long, a voice from behind me says. I told you to stop telling me what to do, I emptily reply as I study the curve of the axe, imagining how cold the metal must be to the touch, how icy it will feel when it finally kisses my flesh. So this is going to be one of those morbid days then, he asks. A little spike hits my blood for a moment. I'm a calm and collected person, always in control. But even I have my moments where I can be pushed to the rocky ledge. I force my eyes closed, collecting myself, just as I've trained my brain to do for my entire life. I turn away from the little window, back to face the spacious room and the man who sits in an overstuffed chair his booted feet propped up on the coffee table. Michael Savage studies me with a dark look that never really leaves his eyes. He's got his collar pulled up high, and he bites the inside of his lower lip as he watches me. Every day is a grim day, isn't it? I ask as I cross the room and grab the blanket from the couch and curl myself into the two of them. Every damn one of them, he growls. He throws the pen he's been twirling between his fingers, and the tip of it sticks in the wall next to the door. A mess of holes dots the area. It's a method of entertainment he utilizes frequently. Why don't you get us some real entertainment down here, huh? He yells at the ceiling. The ceiling, which is all busted and damaged, the sheetrock crumbling and broken, because this isn't just some lovely mundane room we reside in. It's a prison cell. Michael has tried busting through every wall, every portion of the ceiling. Only every space behind the seemingly normal walls is lined with sheets of steel, several inches thick. Michael, as a bitten, is far stronger than me. But even he doesn't have the strength to break through these prison walls. We're both dying of boredom, left to rot and languish. The days are long and uneventful. Tell me another story from the farm, I say, lying my head on the arm of the couch. Aren't you sick of these boring farm stories yet? He asks with a chuckle. Beat staring at the ceiling, I reply. He shifts, working his way further down into his chair. With ease, he crosses his feet at the ankle and laces his fingers together, resting them on his chest. When I was about 10, I was helping my dad with the hay. First year, he'd let me help him with the big equipment. Michael begins his story. He reaches up, scratching the beard that is growing long on his face. It was a Saturday, and school was almost over. 
It was the first cut of the year. I'll tell you, the smell of fresh cut hay takes me right back. He smiles, which is the most creepily charming one I've ever seen in my life, and shakes his head. Dad woke me up at the ass crack of dawn and even gave me a cup of coffee when we got down to the kitchen. Made me feel like a man, like an equal. I study his face as he speaks, the crow's feet that spread from his eyes, the wrinkles that frame his mouth, the salt and pepper that creeps from his beard into his dark hair. Michael Savage is an attractive man, even at his age, old enough to be my father. We went out to the barn, he continues. Only, I know the building he's talking about isn't really a barn. 